Welcome back to another week from the bench. As you can see, we've got uh, Coach Parodi out in nature on a, uh, on a road trip somewhere in the great state of Ohio this week. Uh, we don't know where he'll be next week, but we'll see. That could be uh, somewhere interesting. Rest of the guys uh, a little bit uh, double booked uh, this morning and may jump on with us later if they come available. But uh, excited for this week, excited for our guest and to have the conversation. Uh, Tony, you and I were talking a little bit off air, a little bit of uh, kind of off of your IG live that you had with uh, your former player, Sheila. And, and just one of the conversations I thought was really poignant there was when she brought up the idea of when she got hurt was some, spending some time sitting next to the staff and sort of kind of having that aha moment, for lack of a better word, not to quote her, but just to sort of paraphrase that moment of what it was like to be in this profession and, and started gleaning some of the tools. So, you know, what was your takeaway from that time, you know, from that part of that conversation? Yeah, uh, it, it was great. I mean, I know uh, for me, we kind of had a similar background. You know, I, I kind of started to get the idea that I might coach when I got hurt in high school. So, you know, you know, those injuries can be, I mean, I think you can, like anything else, when you have a setback, you can go two ways. You can bum yourself out and, or you can just use it and think a little bit and start to discover maybe some more things about yourself. And, you know, for her, she did that. And, you know, she wanted to learn. She, she, figured, she figured out that, you know, she'd been around coaching her whole life and she wanted to learn more about it. So I think, you know, anytime student athletes are always coming in and they want to watch film or they want to, you know, break it down, I think, you know, that's a huge part of the game, you know, to improve is to learn how to watch film, learn how to break it down. So, you know, when, when you're watching it, you're just not watching the ball fly around, you know, and, and so you're not just chasing the ball and you're not actually seeing some of the actions that are there. I know um, through the years I've had players come in and, you know, we'll watch a game and, and they'll, you know, I'll ask them some questions and they won't under, they won't even know what I asked them. And I, you know, you, and then you say, okay, this is how we do it, right? We watch the actions on the floor. We don't necessarily worry about the ball so much. And then, kind of help train them into that and all of a sudden things start to you know snap on it's like the light bulb goes off and yeah. they start to see the game a little different instead of watching it as an entertainment value they watch it as a learning experience exactly exactly I mean I love what you said there too I think I think right when they when we do the scout they're they're only looking at their player on the video that they're going to be guarding or when they're doing a self scout they're only looking at them and you know, you almost wonder if maybe in, in some of that basketball time is like we maybe we could do almost like hockey. Like you want to look at what led up to the action that caused the final action. You know, it's like start training in that way. But I want to go back to, uh, you know, I know I, we'll, we'll cover it a little bit with our guests later, too. But, you know, do you think that Sheila sort of innately already maybe had some of the tools or do you think some of those conversations that season where she was hurt? Um, you know, that, that in that transformational way, she started getting the tools to go into the coaching profession, which, which she's now in. I think it's a little of both. I think, you know, she grew up with two parents that were coaches, so she's kind of always been coached. So, and I think, you know, I mean, I, I got to assume that their dinner table conversations <laughs> about basketball were a heck of a lot different than, than other families just because of the coaching aspect. Right. Um, but I also think that she was proactive about it. Like once she, you know, was in that situation and she sat and was like, wow, you know, 
it triggered an interest in her, you know, and then she was proactive about learning how to do things and learning how to, how to break down film or, you know, put a scouting report together and, and just, you know, see how the game is played. And, you know, I think once you start doing that, you don't get so as uh, caught up in makes and misses and you get right. caught, you, you start thinking more about the process for which the shot got taken or, or what it was. And, you know, I know for me as a coach, that's a huge thing. Process is everything. You know, results take care of themselves if your process is, is where it should be. Um, right. So, so I think for her, and you know, and she and I have talked about this quite a bit too, is that, that she's kind of taken on that mode of, of process as well. And I think she explained that well when she was talking about how she doesn't care if players make mistakes. She just right. wants to make sure that they're learning from them. So it's that process of doing and trying you know, and, you know, doing well or not doing it well, and then, and then getting back up there and trying it again, right. uh, I think is, is, uh, is an example of that idea of, of process over, you know, result. Right. Absolutely. And, and I think that's the thing too, that we, we, we've talked a lot about on the show. It's like that, that, that result thing becomes such the, the transactional nature and we do need results. We've got to have people sure. making bucks, got to have people getting stops, but, that process behind it, you know, and, and we talk, we talk, you know, really sort of, you know, we're in this, the, you know, to bring it sort of to current events here as we, as we talk and kind of wrap up the first segment, but it was like, you know, you think about there's this real voice and, and desire to, to give opportunities to people who are underserved and under and underrepresented, you know, and I think that's so, so important, but we would be remiss if we didn't, we weren't giving people the tools to take advantage sure. of those you can't just say, oh, we're going to do these things and then not have people that aren't ultimately can't do the job. And that, that's for all of us. I mean, we, we've told our stories on the show and there was that moment where someone gave us and had that opportunity to give us and we took advantage of getting the tools um, to, to, because we, to, to be sustainable in the, in the profession. You sure. Know? And, sure. And, and that, in this that, world I, right now, there's these, these kids, these younger people coming up, they have so much more access to information. You know, there's so much more information now that's easy to get, you know, it's, 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 it's so much more accessible than we would, we were young or when we were coming up. And, you know, you talk about just like with just, with just play and, you know, in sports tech and all the different, you know, synergy and, yeah. you know, fast model and all the different technology that's out there that you can have in your hands to help learn the game uh, from a different aspect is, uh, is so it's out there. And, you know, and if we can provide it, you know, to people at a younger age, they're just so much more prepared going forward. Right. And that's, again, that's charges people like ourselves, people who are in those mentorship roles to do more than just say, well, we're going to give somebody the opportunity. It's we're going to give somebody the tools to take advantage of the opportunity. And now, now we have real change with that. Right. We, you're a change maker when you have the tools to make change. And, and it's it, all of us, uh, you know, I challenge all of us. I know we challenge each other on and off the air with that kind of thing. It's like, we can't just talk about change. We, we have to make that change and you give that those opportunities by giving people tools. So look forward to talking to our guest here in the next segment about some of that. And, uh, and we will be back here in a couple minutes on the bench. All right, welcome back to the bench. Uh, we have 
Anwar McQueen, who Tony and I go way back. We were just talking off air, and uh, I, my math is awful, but it was uh, early 2000s. We'll leave it at that and not uh, say how young we are. Uh, but at the University of San Francisco, Tony and I were on the women's staff at that time. Anwar was on the men's staff at that time. And uh, Anwar, we really, really appreciate you joining us here from the bench. And uh, we, we are such a, a program of, of people that make transformational changes in the profession of coaching and the profession of sport. And uh, excited to talk to you about what you're doing now and, and sort of the journey that you've been on. So thanks for being here, Anwar. Uh Thanks a lot, Jesse, and thank you, uh, Tony, as well. And I will, I will concur that we go way back, and um, I would have it, um, you know, a lot of. So uh, thank, thank you to both. Great, thank you so much. And uh, I, I know Tony probably has some some great uh, exchanges of War Memorial Gym and, and watching uh, your team practice. There's some great stories there, but maybe we'll we'll talk about those on another show. Uh, so. But just uh, to open up, Q, kind of talk about maybe just a little bit your journey. I know, you know, from 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 the East Coast to, to the West Coast to play and, and all that kind of stuff when you were in high school to college and just to what you're doing now. And then we can drill down a little bit more. But just, you know, the story is always sort of what makes us uh, who we are. So share a little bit about that with us. Yeah. So obviously, um, my story really took off, actually, when I met you guys at USF, but just to go back uh, before USF, uh, I'm an East Coast product, uh, Washington, D.C. I was a McDonald's um, High School All-American and got a scholarship to play at Cal Berkeley. And um, you could not have told me back in high school I would not be uh, in the bubble today in Orlando. So let's start with that context. <laughs> um, obviously, some reality set in where that bubble was definitely burst along the way. But um, I, I had so much, uh, you know, fun getting to play with exceptional teammates and uh, play for exceptional, uh, exceptional coaches. Um, but my story uh, really um, is a typical story of like, all right, you play, uh, you play the game of basketball, you're coached in the uh, game of basketball. What does that career transition look like? I just happened to be successful in my initial career transition from playing right into coaching. And you guys know being coaches sometimes as a former player, you know, the relationship changes between you and the players. And so, uh, but that was pretty much smooth for the most part for me. So um, to have the ability uh, to make the transition from playing into coaching, my first transition was a high school head coach at Redwood High School in Marin. I coached on the boys' side. Um, we had some success there and I'm measuring it uh, based on kids not quitting and us making postseason. So those were, those were my benchmarks. <laughs> And uh, I, I thought I had a vision even back then. We had a young man um, who, you know, when you guys, uh, you both, both both have been head coaches. Uh, when you come head coaches, people want to be a part of your program. I remember this one young man just, you know, just said, look, I would love to, uh, you know, be your water boy. And, um, you know, my parents have, uh, you know, support to uh, bring waters to practice in the game. So, of course, you know, at a high school level, you want all the resources possible. The only negotiation we really had was instead of calling him a water boy, I was forward thinking and gave him the title as hydration coordinator. So I was really uh, a thought leader and, you know, making sure people had the skills uh, to do basic jobs. Um, but um, once I left uh, Redwood High School and made the journey to the Hilltop, that's when I literally met you guys. And you guys, you guys may not be aware of all these specifics, but at least on the men's side, um, while I was there, we had a coaching transition. And a lot of times you have a coaching transition 
either their entire staff gets wiped out, um, a new staff comes in, and you know, in a quiet sense, um, I wouldn't have survived the transition if I didn't have the support of colleagues that I'd already previously interacted with. So I would say it in a nice way. My reputation was intact, and I was considered a, a resource the new staff should uh, should should keep. But in that transition, um, a lot of times resources open up and the staff I was going to be a part of, uh, they wanted to make an investment in the technology piece and insert, you know, Title IX, you couldn't do certain things for men's program without the women's programs and include it. And that's when we got, all got introduced to the Sports Code platform. And like yourselves, I was in that video coordinator, assistant coach roles, just trying to figure out how that technology would, uh, you know, just fit within a program. And so because I had to, you know, man that operation, it changed my life because prior to the sports code uh, purchase or integration to our program, we were going deck to deck, old school, a lot of labor in the office, but to have this platform on a laptop, it allowed me at the age I was um, to hang out in the Marine on Fridays and not be in the video room. (laughs) I could uh, could be a little more portable uh, doing my job. But no, I got so drawn to um, the technology piece because it just instantly overnight made me a you know, better teacher. I was able to recognize patterns and just to have that kind of you know, uh, initial thrust of uh, you know, coaching. And I saw it as professional development. I just started to see things that I wasn't even imagining. And I did have the support of uh, our associate head coach, Bill Johnson. He was, you know, at that time, just a film tactician. I mean, he really could you know, point out in a film session how someone's shoelaces, you know, somehow had something to do with their performance. I mean, he was just that detailed and, and to follow his examples, um, but then like, you know, ushering, ushering in this digital technology, it left the last impression on me. So, the, uh, you know, kudos to you guys of literally um, and any other platform I get on, I speak of that is where I got really introduced to technology um, as a young coach. So now you use that technology, like you said, you, you got introduced to it and, you know, it kind of sparked something in you. So you've kind of, you know, you, you were coaching and then you've, you've kind of branched off into a tech sector, right? You kind of sure. run your own, you run your own uh, tech monopoly, I think, for uh, coaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's, uh, and again, um, I, I like to tee it up. It was my first transition was playing in a coach and then the second transition was coaching into the technology sector. And when I got into the technology sector, I was responsible for selling that specific technology to college coaches and the uh, NBA and WNBA uh, worlds. And in that whole uh, tra- uh, transition, um, thank God I had great uh, you know, relationships intact, my network was solid. So I was able to get access to coaches at those levels on both the men's and women's side and really uh, sell them the value proposition of, you know, digitizing their film work, uh, workflow or, you know, uh, pre-game and post-game uh, scouting analysis. So that, that was super cool. Um, just in the context, I made a lot of money doing it. So um, I, I didn't have any, uh, <laughs> any issues with that transition. I didn't go from, you know, okay to poor. And I, like, I kind of, uh, uh, you know, took, took a step up, uh, if you will. But um, where, where it became informed, uh, or I guess my aha moment in that transition was really at the higher levels of selling to the NBA and WNBA at the time, I noticed that there just weren't uh, minorities or even women in some of these video an- analysis roles. And the natural question was why? You know, game is surrounded by, you know, women and people of color playing the game. Um, 
just scratched my head as to why they weren't in these video analysis roles. So um, just in the process of selling to the NBA and WNBA and even high major colleges, I became a trusted resource from coaches, you know, like if you guys were even at, at staffs at the times, Ranwar, you know, of any video person that, you know, could, uh, you know, be a good candidate for this uh, spot. And it wasn't so much just trying to fill that position with a candidate. You know, I had uh, interfaced with enough people, um, kind of trained and mentored on this uh, sports specific platform. I really could vouch for their work ethic and really had a deeper understanding of the workflow or if you guys were head coaches at the time, understanding what you would look, look for, um, you know, as a personality even fitting your staff. And so proud to say, even before I made the, yet another transition, uh, you know, helped about uh, 85 to 90 people get into the league, uh, and I say the league, the NBA and WNBA, and they're still uh, staying powers today. So some of those uh, people have ascended to uh, head coaches, general managers, director of scouting, analytics, um, et cetera. And so uh, when I made the transition of getting out of the tech sector, I really wanted to focus on the community aspect. How can I get even more younger people exposed to technology, but more importantly, the career pathways as it related to sports um, that didn't have anything to do with playing, but more the support operation side of things. That's really, really, really cool on, on the aspect of how you were able to have really, and I went back to something that you said earlier was recognizing that having someone be called the hydration coordinator versus water boy would have lasting and long-term impact on really on their tool tool chest in a way, sure. you know? And it's like, when you can put hydration coordinator on on your resume, that actually has a little more depth and, and, and breadth to it that, that somebody who to look at that individual and go, wait a minute, there's more to, and, but really at the end of the day, they just had some basic tools, but it at least allows them to open a door and maybe hold it open a little longer improve themselves and you know and, and that's what I, I, I really want to do talk about that sort of maybe overlapping time as you were walking away from and you mentioned it lucrative connected time in in that technology world to going okay how can I parlay and leverage that into giving that tool chest to the younger generation so I'm helping not just helping say people that were at a lower, a, a, a mid level to the pros, but at a very grassroots level, you know, we, we talk about as coaches, right? Grassroots basketball and the evolution and all that, giving people, those young people, the tool to play sport, you're doing it in a different way. You're giving it in the world of technology, but talk about maybe sort of how you, that created that Genesis to then create the, the program that you're doing now. Uh, thank you for that. And um, I would tee it up by uh, literally saying what I can compare to, this audience is, you know, the same passion that you guys have that kept you guys in coaching or, or, or why are you still in coaching? It's about teaching, learning, developing people. I just happened to fall in love with uh, technology. I was always kind of a closet techie anyway, but just to be able to like, you know, not uh, be dealing with practice plans, but more, more importantly, uh, developing uh, tech uh, practice plans. It was just cool. And just to have to be in a situation where I could make the transition um, in a responsible way. I just thought, what better time? And so the irony of all of that is the timing couldn't have been better when I started this journey in um, 2016. I was still uh, full-time at Huddle at the time, but I started to get drawn more and more into this volunteer 
program I had created. And so it just was the passion, the itch, and just that feel of like, this is what I want to do. And, you know, given all the experiences I've shared to this point, um, I would not, you know, do anything any differently, but I've definitely found a home. It just feels like this type of work isn't work. You know, I really enjoy it and just have an opportunity to, uh, you know, use a platform like this to hopefully inspire others. You know, that's what it's about. Just, and again, no different than you guys with your um, outstanding extensive uh, coaching careers. Yeah. You know, we, I was thinking about that. As you talk about the technology, I think uh, maybe the first piece of tech that uh, you ever helped me with was maybe those motor, old Motorola phone flip phones that had the, <laughs> that had the walkie talkies that we got, you know, and, and at, uh, at USF. And then, obviously with the sports tech later on and sports code products and all that. But, you know, so you're talking about, like we talk on this show quite a bit about transformational coaching, you know, trying to be more focused on the process of, of helping people get better, you know, building relationships with people and the, and the players and, you know, trying to help them, not just for the, you know, small time we have them, but all the way through their lives. And it sounds like you're doing the exact same thing, but you're, using your transformational coaching and technology versus the game. And so, so what specifically are you doing with your, with your, is it a foundation that you have now that, that you're kind of doing to teach these kids? Yeah. For all, all these um, active donors that are listening in, um, we're 501 C3 and we uh, actively accept uh, donations to support our cause. Um, but, you know, um, I think Jesse teed this up in the beginning. Um, you know, it's, you know, you have to be mission driven with a purpose. And again, from my example of just, you know, seeing lack of uh, minorities being represented at those video analyst roles, I wanted to be mission driven um, to make that, you know, um, you know, to eliminate some of those barriers, right? And so uh, what I identified as the barriers is one, a lack of awareness to these uh, career pathways, two, just the technical training of it. So, it's, you know, just like we figured out in our industry, if people have any talent of how to play basketball, you know, you kind of connect them to an individual coach, you work on diet training, and it's about getting reps and mechanics. I saw that same vision and connection to sports on the tech side of it. So if I, um, so instead of telling some kids, look, I created this organization, we're going to learn analytics. I just knew just with that type of approach, uh, kids would probably run the opposite way and, you know, would choose TikTok and Instagram over any program like this. But if I'm, you know, could, you know, really in a small way say like, listen, this is a, a cool way to break down film, you know, analytics may be a part of it. It's kind of like, you know, from a parenting standpoint, you know, you're serving a meal to your kids and, you know, you're hiding the vegetables, uh, you know, behind stuff, you know. And so uh, I was really intentional on making this project based. So how can I relate these possibilities, you know, even to get some of these young people started and what other better, a better way to have them focus on subject matter that, you know, they kind of can intuitively just talk about. Everybody knows what sports, uh, sports is and for the most part are fans of it. So in a niche way, uh, kind of eliminated the motivation piece. So once people were motivated, you know, the curriculum we developed was able to kind of, you know, identify some of that creativity and really just support them on relating it to the industry, connecting them to uh, coaches and resources like yourselves um, and really making it real. Cause I think if you can make stuff tangible, I think we all can relate to like some point back in the past, 
what got us into coaching. And we may all have different stories, but it could come down to like you were at some camp, some coach showed you a drill or something like that. So I just was able to kind of, you know, make that tech connection, you know, with young people and then tie the, the industry um, or hold the industry accountable, you know, in a, in, a, in a direct way to say like, all right, we got these young people that are super interested in these career pathways, you know, what would it take to make you to make those tools available to these young people? So to be able to negotiate that, to be that bridge, I mean, um, that, that's what I'm most proud of. It's just having a deeper understanding that it was about, you know, lack of access uh, for some of these uh, underrepresented uh, kids. So, so if I, I can kind of equate this and get people to think about it in a, in a different way, is you've basically developed, in, 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 in a sense, an AAU program, right, for teaching kids how to use tech to, to further their lives along. Instead of using AAU to, to, to move to college and whatnot, you're using it, you know, to tech, and which can springboard them into colleges and different majors and then maybe even move them on to um, – uh, jobs in college or analyzing maybe maybe they move it on into something else into another field but but you've given them the the basic tools and background so that they know how to how to use it going forward uh, thank you for that tony and um i'm a copy and paste guy so thank <laughs> thankful that you're recording this jesse what he said i've tried to struggle to say for like the last four years like what are you doing that that that, that was a great um analogy and even to drill down on that analogy, Tony, I would say that like in a non-sarcastic way, that's actually the point because in the AAU environment, we're basically telling these kids that like, all right, if you have an exceptional talent or physical talent, join this AAU program. And if you can compete and stand out, it's kind of a way for you to make it to college or even the pros. All I'm saying is that that same, uh, you know, energy or love of sports or even wanting to join an AAU team just through the tech side of it, I'm saying there's a way to make it to the pros. And the irony of that is that you probably have more opportunity, you know, playing for my AAU program than the other AAU programs to make it to the pros. And so that's what I'm most proud of, that the numbers are actually on my side to usher more kids down this pathway that have that love or connection to the game in all sports. So uh, thank you for that, uh, you know, that, that colorful analogy, Tony. That, that, that's, that was perfect. Well, I think that that's, uh, you know, I think that helps when, when we know you for so long. We're almost, sometimes it's, you need those people who are on the outside of your brain to go like, this is actually what you're doing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> really yeah. So, but maybe can you share, uh, you know, I know you've had some cohorts now of kids that have gone through it and maybe just share uh, a cool story with our audience and, you know, and maybe it's the cliff note version or what have you, but of somebody that maybe they didn't quite see what you saw in them by giving them the tools and, and then moving forward where that has them maybe today. And, and, you know, and as far as in their journey, you know, because I've sat in on a couple of the, of the sessions and I'm seeing some of the work some of these young people are doing and it's so impressive. I mean, we've got people putting out code windows and code output windows that look like they've been in the business for 15, 20 years and they've been in the business for, you know, five months you know it's crazy so but maybe share a little bit about maybe that where you just have like a, a cool story of where somebody's kind of you know taking advantage of the toolbox and the tools that you're you're handing out yeah so um i'll actually uh, bring it back to your neck of the woods uh, justin when you were at saint mary so on 
on the men's side, uh, I want to say it was uh, Danny Yoshikawa, you know, just a typical industry call. Hey, Q, how's it going? I got this kid. He works hard. You know, he does our manager. Can you help him with some film stuff? And I get those calls all the time, right? So, sure. So, the kid's name was uh, Therian Williams. And um, it's an interesting story with him because he was uh, part of a staff. And, um, you know, uh, with all due respect to uh, St. Mary's, uh, you know, basketball on the men's and women's sides. But since we're talking about the men's, um, you know, they weren't, you know, the savants of film, right? You know, I think uh, Coach, Coach Bennett was like, look, you know what? Uh, Show, show me parts of the game and, you know, I, right. I'll tell you guys what to do. So um, it was just that classic example where they had the tools, they had the resources to do more with film. So that, that small introduction with, with Therian, it was timely because, you know, he was, uh, he'd already graduated. He's in like a graduate assistant role and he just wanted to some different opportunities and I always ask people, what, what, what do you want to do with this? And he said he wanted to you know, work in the NBA. And, you know, people say it all the time, but, you know, you have to, you know, ask those questions. And I felt he had one, the aptitude, but two, since he had the tools in place, I just said, listen, you know what, the primary uh, Joe uh, goal here is that you still want to produce specifically what Coach Bennett wants you to produce. But while you're at that, you can, man, get free practice on, you know, breaking down games like NBA people can do. So just imagine just trying to like, you know, show that vision in him, uh, have him buy into that and, you know, still uh, feel like he was doing his job for, uh, on behalf of the staff. And so I just saw some talent with him and it was this little stuff like, all right, Therian, in practice, since you have this role where you're up there filming it, take your computer up there and live tag practice, right? You know, make up stuff. If you're on a shell drill, try to keep up with, with the drills and the people in the drills. And, you know, it's just giving him that kind of intensity part of it. So short version of a long story with that, that's where he kind of started. And uh, he made some efforts to drive to Oakland in the middle of the day. You know, you know, that's tough when you're in that role because coach can change practice. And there sometimes he's on his way and he's not was on his way because they had emergency practice. So um, he wasn't getting those consistent reps, but I saw his dedication and he just was able to grab some of those higher concepts. And so just from a timing standpoint, uh, when Lloyd Pierce got hired, um, and Lloyd and I were assistants when we were all at USF, he was at Santa Clara. He gets hired, and since he was, you know, trusted friend in our network, um, hey, I got this video spot. You know anyone that, um, you know, could, you know, would be interested? And that this theory just popped up top of mind, you know, because Lloyd had a, a relationship with Coach Bennett, et cetera. And so that, that, that's one of those, you know, kind of small stories where, right place at right time. It really connects that part to exposure, your aptitude, but really making that, you know, connection to, uh, you know, what's right in front of you. So I think sometimes we feel from professional development, we got to, you know, suspend coaching, go enrolled in some analytics, uh, you know, master's program just to support the work we're doing. A lot of times it's just focus on what's right in front of you or the tools right in front of you and how you can master those or just have a better understanding of how they're utilized. And so, Therian is one of those champion examples at the collegiate level where, you know, I mean, you're talking about skipping a line, you know, I mean, he literally went from that um, and he's, he's an NBA uh, no longer as a video coordinator, but he's an assistant coach for their G league affiliate team. And so he's uh, an extension of our program now where he reaches back and mentors, uh, you know, youth coming behind him. Yeah. I, I think that's the key part that you just said there at the end because your, uh, your leadership in it and how you started it with the fact that you didn't do it for you, 
you know, there was the value was in the, the people that have come through it and yes. what you've been able to add to their lives. So now the willingness to come back and help others do the same, I think is a lot different when you're invested that way as a, you know, as a as transformational kind of versus just here I'm in, I'm going to pay you some money to teach me this and then I'm out the door. I think, you know, and as coaches, we try to do that same thing where we want to be a part of these kids, you know, all the time and just always be a part of their life and always be able to give back in some way, hoping that they're going to do the same thing uh, in the future. So that's yeah. pretty impressive what you've been able to do there. Uh, again, thank you uh, both for this opportunity just to, um, you know, share that, you know, because I think a lot of times if just people have been making aware of it, um, hopefully that's uh, an, an inspiration to others just to you know look what you have in front of you have that self-assessment of what your career goals are and you know how can you be resourceful to activate that process or that journey you know go ahead tony go ahead i was just gonna say so where can we send people now that are interested or want to at least know more about it and maybe have you know they have some people that they think might be good fits like where where do we send them Yes, we have uh, all of our information is on our website, and it's uh, www.weareteaminc.org. Uh, so that's W-E-A-R-E-T-E-A-M-I-N-C.org. And uh, We Are Team Inc. is also our IG and our Twitter handle. Uh, we've been uh, a buzz, if you will, in the news, given this uh, COVID-19 and our ability to pivot online. You know, um, and then insert Black Lives Matters in terms of the social consciousness around, you know, uh, lack of uh, women and minorities uh, getting some of these leadership opportunities. You know, um, our program has just been, you know, tapped in a lot just to see what's under the hood and getting the support of those corporate entities to, uh, you know, help solve some of these, you know, societal problems, right? And it's, it's sometimes it's really simple, but the hard work, you know, you have to have these honored conversations, direct with people, just really have people an understanding from a human standpoint, if everything is equal, everyone should support that foundation of what competitiveness or assets come out of that. It's when it's unequal and unfair, you have these lopsided, you know, kind of advances in industry. So um, we're just doing our small part and some circumstances has gotten us front of mind, you know, in the media, um, but that's where you can find information about our program and even sign up now in this, uh, COVID-19 environment to take an online boot camp just to get that foundation piece uh, if you're interested. I really, really encourage people to do it. Having, having been a part of a couple of different things in different avenues that, 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 the, that, the, that, the, that Team Inc. is doing, it, I really, really encourage coaches to find out more about it because, you know, as, as Anwar said, you know, you may have a, a hydration coordinator on your staff that you may think could be could be ripe for this kind of opportunity. And, and, and that's not only just at the collegiate level, if you're a high school coach watching this, you may have somebody that, you know, is, is, is tapping this, this little baby app on the iPad and maybe already there if they're keen. So, and as Tony put it so well, you know, let's get on, on team Inc and get ourselves to the pros because we probably are going to create and, and have chances to, to at least experience that life uh, through these kind of opportunities. So, you know, I'm a huge fan of what you're doing, Q, um, and, and just wanted to give you a chance to, uh, to expose it a little bit to another audience, a different audience, and, and wish you well. So, 
Uh, Tony, you have anything else? Another question, anything to wrap up as we finish up no, here? No, I, I just thank you uh, for coming on and, and kind of presenting this and, and putting it out there. I know we have a lot of really uh, young coaches, graduate assistants, managers, you know, some undergrad kids that, that pay attention to the show uh, and that we've had on. So I think these are uh, the types of things that – this is a program that these kids could uh, certainly take advantage and use to uh, further their careers in, uh, in the sport – uh, especially if they're not, you know, they're obviously not going to be in the bubble. So as a player, that is. <laughs> so this would, uh, this would, um, I, I think what you're doing is fantastic. And uh, it, again, it was awesome. I, I we really appreciate you coming on. No, thanks to you both. And one, one last last question actually for Tony, us, we're following this bubble. I want to be clear, my bubble was burst and that's why I'm not in the bubble right now. <laughs> but with that great idea of, uh, you know, calling team an AAU program, I just have a business question. Should it be an LLC or a sole proprietorship, this AAU program? Well, I like where you're at right now with the 501c3. Just stay with that. <laughs> okay. Well, th thanks to you both. Uh, you know, yes, yeah, so we go way back and, uh, you know, thank you for the opportunity to uh, join your platform to get this awareness out, out in the public. Appreciate it. We'll go to break and uh, take a time out. Thank you, Anmar. Appreciate you so much. All right. Bye, guys. See you, man. Thank you for uh, checking out from the bench today. We also want to thank Anwar McQueen for coming on and, and speaking so well about his program that he's running with and, you know, and teaching young, younger people how to get into some deep analytics and work with, uh, work with, you know, video and really understand that whole process since technology is moving so quickly. And uh, he's, he's really doing a great job of, uh, of, you know, giving people tools so that they can move forward in their, in their lives. And, you know, we made kind of a, a joke about it being like an AAU team, but you know, his story uh, from the young man from, from St. Mary's is a great one. You know, it's, it's just like basketball. He, you know, he challenged him to try to do some things during his, you know, practices when he was filming it that, right. you know, that are hard. And I think that's what as coaches, we were always saying, look, this is the time to practice that stuff. You know, things that you maybe aren't good at. You need to get better with your left hand or really working on your pull-up jumper. I mean, practice is the time to do that. You know, if you mess up, it's no big deal. It's practice. You know, that's what it's for. Um, right. So the fact that you can push people to be, you know, not afraid to, uh, to, to go into that and to, and to do that. And again, it, it just shows that that mentality works in any phase of your life. It doesn't have to be a sport. It can be anything that you're doing to push yourself and to try new things. And um, I really think, you know, you know, Sheila mentioned that the other day too, that, that's all about growth. And that's, you know, kind of what we talk about in here on the show quite a bit. For sure. And I love that you brought the, the Sheila, the conversation you had with Sheila last week on our IG lives. And I think really, if you look at, you know, all four conversations and you, you know, those former players, they are all extremely successful. And it was, I mean, none of us go look are looking to pat our own backs, but, for a quick moment here, it was really amazing, you know, when I know in our, my conversation from with Joy, and it's been so, it's been, you know, that's probably one of the oldest people maybe that's been so far from playing. I mean, she was in the late 90s when I was coaching her, and it's like, you know, for her to say some of the things that we talked about in practice are still some of the things that we talk about today, we really meant a lot because it was like, okay, we've had this mentality the whole time, you know, maybe we've gotten better at 
delivering the message and maybe uh, being aware of the tools. And, you know, you and I talked earlier on this, this morning before we came on air, just back to your conversation with Sheila, of her recognizing that she could be given some tools during that time she was hurt, you know, and, and we're, you know, and, 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 and we're just mentioned it too. It's like, we're such in a time of opportunity to be, uh, you know, help shape and create. And a lot of these times, young people, you, you just gave a great example of basketball. Like sometimes they don't know that they have a tool that they can get better at that. And it, that's where we come in in that mentorship role. And, and we can, that's where we can be more transformational, you know? And so, you know, I just love some of the conversations about each one of those four young women are killing it in what they do. And, and they all linked it back to their time of interaction that we had that none of us probably even remembered really that moment, maybe in a broad sense, but not in the tiny minute sense that, that they, each one of them brought up in, in those conversations that they had with the four of us. So, you know, and, and, and more now, like you said, is doing it on another level. Where do you think that's going? You know, where can we, where can we be better? How can we challenge ourselves to be better? We, you know, and, 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 you know, what do you, what are you seeing there? I, I think that that's got, you know, if you, if you have a, group you know at the college level let's say for now and you have a group of student managers that want to get in the game or or ga or whoever whomever it may be and maybe it's just regular students that that are in statistics and they they want to learn how to use it to to develop analytics i mean this is just another tool that you can give access to that you know hey maybe it's just somebody interning in, with your team that right. maybe is a stat student you put them on this platform you give them the opportunity to, to learn it. And now they're able to drive information and stats and help your program. Um, but they're also getting benefit out of it as well. I think there's always an opportunity to find people that are willing and interested. You know, they might not be so concerned about the sport as much as they're concerned about, you know, the analysis and some of the other things, but still those are, those are huge advantages and it helps everyone. It's, it's not a, um, you know, do this for me kind of thing. And, you know, right. I think that's what we talked about this whole time is like, Sheila learned tools. Anwar's giving tools. You know, all the young women that, that, that you spoke with, that Brian spoke with, Gavin spoke with, everyone has, has you know, gotten and built and, uh, tools to make their lives better as they've gone on. And the fact that we spend our time and we, sh we still we care, you know, and, and how they're uh, advancing in their lives, even in their 40s, we still care. You know, we're right. still there. Uh, uh, and I think our genuine care for them is what allows us to have these conversations with them to this day. And, right. and, and they're genuine and they're loving and they know that. So I think when you, um, you, you know, you can have those things that's special. And, you know, to relate that, that love and that care that, that we've shown for our players, it's, it's an interesting time in college sports because – you know, I know there's coaches out there that are getting a little bit of pressure from their administration to bring their players back for the summer for individual workouts and these kind of things. And, you know, some coaches that I believe are very caring for their players are just not comfortable doing it. You know, they don't want them to be guinea pigs, so to speak, to see what's going to happen. And, and I can completely understand that versus coaches that are like, okay, we're, we don't want to challenge the administration on this. We're going to bring them back because they're telling us to, even though there may be a discomfort between players and coaches. So 
having those conversations and those hard ones between your administration, your, your health staff, your, you know, your, your players and everybody and, and just coming to an agreement, I think at this point is super important with, um, with all of the uh, explosion of, of COVID going on in this, in our country. So um, I think if you can find in your heart of hearts, how you, how it would be for you and your family, then, uh, then I think those are your answers going forward. And I think that would only help you as a, as a program and as, a, as people moving forward to show that genuine love and care. Right. And, then, and that's so that's the translation transformational aspect, you know, I mean, and, and I think if we've, we've, we've just talked about and we will continue to talk about is the idea that in order to have the, the transactional part of this life be at its very, very highest, you've got to have the, 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 the care and genuine care. And, 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 and I hopefully on the show the last, you know, few months, and then even this last week with the IG lives is that we've give, we're giving those examples of here's the action behind it, right? Like we have those four young women who that's all they talked about was it was that transformational part. Yes. And there was times when it wasn't perfect and you guys weren't perfect, but the same token, we, that still overrode that. And now here we go, you know, 15 years later, 10 years later, 20 years later, whatever each one of those example was now they're thinking in that same way and we can become that ripple effect. And that's, you know, stuff like that and it's doing. And so I, I agree with you. I just, you know, and, and I'll throw it back to you to wrap up, but it was like, I just, I think what you're talking about with the, the current events and, and current state of affairs with college athletics and, and coaches and so on and so forth. It's like, we need to have that mentality be at the forefront and then we will be fine. We will be in a good place coming out of it on the back end, but we've got to start from that place. Of let's make sure we are uh, continuing to give uh, people tools so that they can advance in ways they want to advance and maybe give people tools, as you alluded to, that they don't even know they have to, to curate and get better at. And also, while we're doing that, making sure we're, we're not saying, oh, we're giving you tools, so we need you to be here. It's like, maybe we've got to think outside the box and, and, and do it a little bit differently. And that conversation needs to be a little bit different. So uh, I'll let you wrap up with a parting thought and, uh, and, and we'll go from there. You know, and, and I agree. And I think, you know, this isn't even a... Um... You know, maybe maybe what Anwar offers is 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 something you could do with your kids now to, to to you know teach them and help them get a little bit better at watching film and understanding you know the whole process. But ultimately, I think you you know we've had like you say you have the rough spots, you have the tough conversations, you have you know the ups and downs and all that. But if you genuinely have the understanding, I think from both parties that everybody truly cares about each other, then you really can can move things forward and you can move mountains and. Uh, really, that's what that's what we're doing, and, and that's what what we're trying to do with the generation of of kids in this country now is to move everything forward, um, because it, we are at a time right now where things need to move forward in a positive way, and and uh, the fact that there's a generation of young people out there that are willing to have the conversations and and step out into some uncomfortable spaces and bring us along is uh, right. really really inspiring, and it's and it's uh, it's something I know we're going to look forward to. So thank you very much for showing up again to uh, catch us from the bench. Uh, keep your eyes open to our Instagram and uh, Twitter accounts and TikTok uh, as we drop more and more uh, content every week. So 
again, thanks again for being here. We want to thank Anwar McQueen for coming out and, and sharing with us. Jesse, was a great day, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next time.